0: hi i'm jessica and i'm ashley and we're the theme
1: parkettes find out more about us our store ashley's travel planning services and more at mainstreetinspirations.com today hey ashley in the immortal words of NSYNC, merry christmas and happy happy holidays holidays. (laughs) (laughs) we are such dorks Are we dorks or are we awesome and everybody listening wants to hang out with us? For the
0: record, I just want to reference the fact that that is still a timely reference because Joey Fatone just performed at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. So, Right. it's full circle people. It's, it's full, full circle. circle.
1: If you haven't guessed, today we are discussing visiting Disney at Christmas time. It's when the most magical place on earth gets even more magical. Or is it? (laughs) Or does it? Well, I
0: suppose it depends on your attitude and your perspective. Exactly. So
1: what do you need to know? Is this something worth going to and braving the crowds for? So, Ashley, let's sip our eggnog lattes (laughs) and discuss.
0: (laughs) I also don't like eggnog. What?
1: (laughs) All right. So what? You're still drinking pumpkin spice at Christmas? No, no, no,
0: no. Uh, Excuse me. We've moved on to peppermint. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Like peppermint hot chocolate? Yes. Mm. So good. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I had a pumpkin spice latte this year, so I've been really good. My basicness has not been as bad as it has been in past years.
1: Uh, We won't discuss how many pumpkin spice lattes (laughs) I've had. Moving on. So first of all, what you need to know, listeners, is that the quote unquote holidays at the parks on both coasts literally start The day after Halloween weekend. This year, I was in Disneyland. At, um the entire weekend. It was Dapper Day weekend was right after Halloween. This is 2019. And I was there when they literally took everything down. And I came back the next day because for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you know that I lost my ID at Disney and had to go to guest services and get it back the but next hey, day. But hey, you know
0: what? You gave people a lot of interesting information and valuable information in case that ever happens to you. So Right. I do this for No you, judgment.
1: I lost it on purpose. No judgment. <laughs> so we could see how great guests services was uh TLDR it was they were were amazing, and I got it back with no problem whatsoever uh but yeah so I happened to be there the 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 day that they had the Halloween decorations up the day they took them down and there were just empty spaces and then the next day when suddenly everything was up and it was amazing to see that transition but it happened like November for like it was right it actually wasn't November 1st what was that November 3rd uh so the holidays start if you are there in November you're there during ho- the holidays, the quote-unquote holidays, and Thanksgiving. The, I don't. They, you know, they do some Thanksgiving-esque things, but there's no like pilgrims. It's all ho- <laughs> it's all like holidays. It's all the lights. Like, oh great, uh, pilgrims. Although, um, so this is totally random. But I just like an hour ago got an email from Catal Restaurant at Downtown mm-hmm. Disney in in California, and they are doing a Thanksgiving thing for like 65 bucks. Oh, like, that's kind of cool. You can make cool. reservations and get a full thanksgiving thing so i'm not the hugest fan of Catal uh as a as a restaurant just to be clear but that sounds cool i'd go to thanksgiving downtown disney that sounds fun it sounds great so we can
0: actually talk about just because we're talking about thanksgiving and it is the first holiday that we stumble upon after uh halloween at walt disney world there are a couple of thanksgiving I wouldn't say events, but there are some celebratory meals. So if you are somebody who is visiting the parks over Thanksgiving, uh, there are a handful of options. So Liberty Tree Tavern is probably the most popular for Thanksgiving because 365 days a year they serve Thanksgiving dinner, (laughs) like a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Exactly. So a lot of people just – go there on thanksgiving because it's your normal like turkey breast pot roast uh, mashed potatoes etc um but it is one of the hardest reservations to get on thanksgiving day for that reason rose and crown dining room at epcot and coral reef both do turkey dinners as well they are prefix meals animal kingdom rainforest cafe and tiffins and then disney springs there are a bunch of them. Pretty much almost every restaurant at Disney Springs is doing some sort of turkey dinner. With regards to the resorts, you have a Thanksgiving buffet at the Contemporary Resort. Olivia's Cafe is doing a prefix meal at Old Key West. Port Orleans Resort Riverside. There is a turkey feast at Boat Saratoga Springs has a Thanksgiving special at the Turf Club. And the Swan and Dolphin has a handful of options, as well as Wilderness Lodge has an all-you-care-to-enjoy Thanksgiving platter, which basically sounds like my dream. (laughs) It literally is just... It is $42 for adults. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. And the menu is amazing. I think I would just camp out there all day. Camp out, camp in camp in the out. Wilderness. Yes, It sounds delicious. So you have lots of options, but as we always suggest to all of our listeners, you definitely should be making advanced dining reservations. Yeah. A reservation. <laughs> make your,
1: they know. Make your
0: reservations. <laughs> make them if you are going broken record. If you are listening to this and you are going, make your reservations right now.
1: If you're listening to this in July, make your reservation. Right <laughs> yeah. As soon
0: as that 180 day window. No, but seriously you should should make them mark soon. it on your calendar. Yeah, mark yeah. it on your calendar. You know what's fascinating, Jessica? That I so it never occurred to me that there would be families that actually would celebrate Thanksgiving at Disney, that would intentionally travel to Disney to celebrate Thanksgiving with their families. And there are actually a lot of people who will rent suites or, you know, do one of the Disney vacation club rentals or things like that and actually do like Thanksgiving dinner in their hotel rooms, which I think is really nice. Nice. But I do also see a lot of folks who are like i'm going to go to think, go to magic kingdom on thanksgiving day and don't realize that it is busy oh, it they is don't e- think
1: it's going to be busy <laughs> no. yeah no like no no one's going to oh, be there honey
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just want to set the record straight that whenever we talk about any holiday it it's going to be busy Just wait till we get to Christmas.
1: I know. I mean, it kind of blows my mind that people think, oh, it's Veterans Day weekend. People won't be. It's like, no, people, of course people are going to be there. Like, what? It's the 4th of July. Nobody goes to Magic Kingdom. Um... False.
0: False. <laughs> False. It's a Tuesday in April. Nobody. Go- yeah. No. Yes. So just keep in mind if you're thinking of planning your Thanksgiving trip to the Walt Disney World Resort or to Disneyland, there will be people there. It will be magical. <laughs> it will be magical, but there will be lots but of there people, will be there. people there.
1: There, you are not the only person who has thought of doing this. But hey, you <laughs> can go contrary. to
0: Whispering Canyon Cafe and eat your weight in mashed potatoes, which sounds awesome. So now.
1: Let's go park by park and talk about what they offer. We know a lot of what's happening this year, 2019. If you're listening to it to this podcast past 2019, know that your mileage may vary, that some things change every year, but we'll kind of tell you what's going on this year and then just give you our thoughts on um, things that we've seen and just some advice for going and some things that you have to see or should see and... Some things that we have loved throughout the years. Absolutely.
0: And, if, and once we finish that, we will definitely give you kind of a rundown of some survival tips. For mm-hmm. your holiday trips. That rhymed. I know. And it wasn't intentional. I'm feeling in the rhyming spirit today, apparently. The
1: holiday spirit. We're getting you in the holiday spirit. All right. CD Magic Kingdom, of course, we're going to start with because they have Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, a special ticketed event, which we talked about on our episode, special ticketed <laughs> events and parties, uh, on select what? nights in November and December. <laughs> Ashley, tell them about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas this year. Oh,
0: it is so... This year, they've actually changed the fireworks for the first time.
1: It's lady-themed. It's lady-themed. It's, it's Minnie, Minnie Mouse-themed. Themed. Minnie finally gets her own. I think it's this whole, like, ladies first. <laughs>
0: yes, this is a very much, like, yeah, Disney got very woke with this and finally caught up to 2019. <laughs> it was like, oh, maybe Minnie should have some some of her own time I to shine.
1: love that. I love it. All polka dots. All, all polka dots. Long. And
0: apparently, it's Amazing. And also, it's the first one of the first shows that's been designed to see anywhere in the park. So, similar to how Happily Ever After, you know, Disney's really capitalizing on the projection part of these shows now, which I think is Mm. great. And similar to Happily Ever After, they're really upping the projection pieces. So you can see a lot of the projections no matter where you are in the park, which is awesome. We still recommend if you're going to the party to review the map and the schedule and the recommendations. Um, But You know, you don't have to worry about standing directly in front of the hub in the castle to get the best view. You can see it in other spots, which is also what would be helpful in your touring plan strategy if you hire a travel agent who specializes in that kind of thing. But in addition to that, they're also, they've plussed up some attractions. And I know you're going to be really excited about this, Jess. Mm. They have added synchronized holiday lights and music to Space Mountain.
1: Right, but you don't have to be at Mickey's Very Merry to see that. You do? That's all day. It's all day. But I knew you would like that because I know how much of a fan you are of. I have heard this, that it's like synchronized lights to like hard rock holiday score. I think that'll be fun.
0: I bet it's a very Trans-Siberian Orchestra-esque. esque (laughs) Oh,
1: that would be great. Oh, that's
0: (laughs) fun. And I just know how much you love the overlays on Space Mountain. There also have been some additions to the Mad Tea Party with a holiday soundtrack and some lights. And Monsters in Glass Floor has a new show. So if that is something your kids are into... There are some new jokes. Yeah, it's
1: supposed to be like holidays from the monsters point of view, (laughs) which I think is really cute. But again, all of those rides you can see if you go during the day. And also the Tomorrowland Speedway is doing like holiday vignettes and lighting and things like that. But back to Mickey's Very Merry. So all of that you can see during the day, but during Mickey's Very Merry, which starts as we talked about, Ashley and I have been to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. And um, you can get in usually around 4 p.m., special ticketed event. It looks like they're giving away free cocoa this year, too, as a, along with yeah. cookies. We only got cookies. No, we got cocoa. We got cocoa?
0: Yeah. But I think here's the thing about free cocoa and free cookies. There's like 10 cookie spots, which was great. Like, we went to all the cookies. We got all the different cookies. Jess got – you got gluten-free ones, which I thought was fabulous. Yeah. I think we each had like a cup of cocoa or maybe two, and then you're cocoaed out. Like, you can only have so much cocoa before you're like, mm, I, don't <laughs> I really <remember> need – this. <laughs> We definitely had go-go, for sure. I remember it being warm, too, so maybe that's why. It was hot. We also went to the party, one of the first party dates. It was the weekend of the Wine and Dine Half Marathon, so it was the first weekend of November. And that, you know, some people are kind of weird about celebrating Christmas with the snope that comes down on Main Street when it's, you know, 80 degrees out. The snow,
1: Snope, snope <laughs> that's, that's what it is. The snow soap, for those of you who don't know what she's talking snope. about. It snows on Main Street at night, and it's definitely just like soap bubbles. snow. <laughs> but snope. it's super cute, especially if your kids are like from Florida and they haven't seen snow.
0: It is very cute. And it is fun and festive, but it is warm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what else do we need to know about Mickey's Very Merry this year?
0: There is also the beloved... Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, which people love, and of course
1: the snacks. So many Instagrammable snacks. I don't even know if I could go through the list of snacks. to be Yeah, I know there's honest. so many. Just like I was just looking at the Disneyland one, they sent out a thing saying like, "Here's all the candy," and it's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. the amount." I don't even know if we can cover it. Here's what you need to know about snacks at Disney: Instagrammable for sure, delicious usually, but. But a lot of them, because of the decoration on them, usually like so sugary that you can have about three bites, you know, like those candied apple, the caramel apples that have like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's special because it has like 10 different things on it. It's like, you can't even bite through it. (laughs) You have like a a little sliver, share it with some other people, bring it home and like, you know, chop it up and eat a little bit there. I mean, super delicious. Some of the stuff, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to have... I, I'm like wanting to go tomorrow. Get the, um. they have this like the churro marshmallow. Have you seen this? The oh, marshmallows yes. on a stick, roasted, dipped in caramel, covered with uh, churro toffee, which is gluten-free. So I can eat that whole thing gluten-free, but I probably can't eat that whole thing.
0: So our <laughs> advice, and we will probably do a whole episode about Disney snacks because it deserves its own episode, is I, if you are with somebody that you can split things with, you should split things with. <laughs> there are a lot of things that are worth trying, but...
1: No judgment if you don't. (laughs) No judgment. (laughs) Calories don't count at Disney.
0: I don't share. I'm just saying, (laughs) and I may or may not intentionally get snacks that aren't gluten-free So when I'm with Jess so that I can eat them myself,
1: but... Oh, you think I don't know. You think (laughs) I don't know your ways. I know what you do. Listen, my husband's allergic to onions, and sometimes I just tell him the food that that I'm I'm having (laughs) has like tons of onions in it, so he can't (laughs) have
0: it. Anyway. And a lot of the snacks, just so you know, a lot of the snacks are available all day long. So you don't have to go to the Christmas party. Right. Same thing with a lot of the merch and uh, a handful of the photo ops. There are some photo ops that are specific to the party, but there are plenty of photo ops without going to the party. The park is decorated beautifully. There is a giant Christmas tree. It's very festive. So even if you decide to skip the party and just do a regular date at Magic Kingdom, it's still going to
1: feel very festive for the holidays. Let's move on to Epcot because ah, the best. I, if I had to pick one park to go to at in Florida, I had only one day to do a holiday in the park. Um, I would probably do Epcot because one, I mean, I would probably do Epcot. I love Epcot. That's no secret. But at the holidays, in the World Showcase, they celebrate at every single country. So, for example, this year in Mexico, they're doing a Las Posadas ceremony. It celebrates the journey of Joseph and Mary, which I didn't know about. But I think that that's so cool. Like, what a neat way to learn about other people's cultures and how they celebrate the holiday. You know, how fun would that be to take a family of kids who don't know, and then in each country, be able to celebrate? I don't know. It's a little bit something extra. Seeing Father Christmas at the UK, and then of course you can. See Santa at uh, and Mrs. Claus at, at the American Pavilion, but I just love that idea, don't you? I do. Uh, Epcot is also very popular at the holidays
0: because of the candlelight processional performances. So that is another thing that people uh, tend to come like year after year. I I know of a handful of folks who literally like this is their thing. They go to candlelight processional. Um, it's a beautiful narrated story of Christmas with a 50-piece orchestra and a full choir. It is always a celebrity narrator. It is one of those things that you just, you have
1: to see. The musicians, it has lighting. We
0: strongly recommend doing one of the dining packages for it so that you can get secured seating. It's just the easiest way to do it and you have to eat anyway. So there is also a holiday cookie stroll.
1: More cookies. More
0: cookies. And they give you like a little passport and you go through the world showcase to find all five official cookie stroll locations. Uh they also this is really cute. They also sell a cookie stroll cookie jar. And so you can use the jar to collect all of the cookies, which I mean, don't you eat them as you go? But uh, wait, right. Yeah, what
1: are you going <laughs> to do? Bring you bring them home and display them? Oh, cool. <laughs> but if, you know, what? that's your thing. What's wrong with you? Eat your cookies. I'm going to eat them <laughs> while I go around. Yeah, so, I
0: them. but that is a thing. And then there are also some Special kiosks. So, similar to food and wine and the Flowery Garden Festival, they will have some independent kiosks that do kind of focused holiday dishes like tapas style, like these small dishes. So there's Bavarian Holiday Kitchen. There's American Holiday Table, the Lahaim Holiday Kitchen, which gives you some Jewish noshes with a side of New York flair. I'm
1: totally in. I also want to bring up really quickly for my Jewish brethren that this year in the parks, I've seen a couple, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that there's not usually a lot of merch to celebrate Hanukkah. And this year I've definitely seen more. And I've heard from a few of my Jewish friends that they were really happy to see even more like Mickey and Minnie uh, dreidels and um, some tableware and kitchen towels and things like that and blankets. Um, Not so much shirts or anything like that but they're definitely at like the disney home store there seem to be more this year so shout out to disney for being inclusive love
0: -hmm. that more i also love this is a fun fact i don't know if this is new i've just noticed it but this year the like the character mascots for epcot's festival of the holidays are chip and dale that's odd (laughs) i
1: think it's because maybe because of the song because christmas christmas time is here the, the famous chip and dale Wait, that's not even, that's wait, that's not, that's not no, Chippendale, that's <laughs> and the Chippendale, that's <laughs> so what I'm saying,
0: what's wrong with me? I don't know, but Chippendale are all over the festival collection. Why? Like, I don't know, but I think
1: it's <laughs> kind of cute. So if you're a Chip and Dale okay. fan, is it, that must be because of like people think of chipmunks and they think holidays, but that's because of Alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> and not because of Chip and Dale. I what? don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. what it is, but like, if you look at all of the merch,
0: like the photos and the, the cookie jar and the ornaments, like all of the, you know, how every time they do yeah. like a festival, they have special mm-hmm. stuff. Chip and Dale are getting their time to shine. This is apparently their holiday. I congratulations guess. chip and dale <laughs> you
1: finally you finally made it i don't know is it because dale has like the red nose you know like, i don't Rudolph? know i don't know what this is i don't know uh, i have like, this vision of chip and dale like running up a christmas tree in some disney movie is it mickey's christmas carol
0: there is something here with these two as part of the events for festival of the holidays at epcot there is a chip and dale's christmas tree scavenger spree. Hunt. yeah it's yeah. a scavenger hunt and you purchase a map and stickers, and then you travel out of the World Showcase, and you look for them as they gather ornaments from holiday decorations in each pavilion, and you get a festive surprise once you finish your map. That it's an ornament. What is it? I don't know. My guess would be it's an ornament. I would assume so, too. Or maybe it's another cookie to add to your cookie jar.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put on display and not eat. And not eat. And just show but... the people when they come over. It's like, oh, look what I collected. Like the pins. You want to trade? <laughs> like, You're totally right, Jess.
0: There was a... There's a Christmas movie. I know there is. I've, I have like this vision in my head of seeing them run up a tree. They can also be spotted in the 1983 feature at Mickey's, Christmas, Mickey's Carol, Christmas Carol where they were seen dancing to the music inside the tree. Yeah. Yep. But there's also one called Pluto's Christmas Tree.
1: I don't know. We're getting way off We're getting top way off of the just <laughs> trying to figure out why Chip and Dale make us think of Christmas. I don't know. So yeah, Epcot. Epcot for me is is where it's at at the holidays for sure. It's the best. It's so beautiful. Animal Kingdom. This is this the is first the first time. Yeah, this yeah. is the
0: first time that. well, think about it this way. This is it's only been a recent years that they've stayed open late enough past right. dark. So, mm-hmm. this is the first time that they're actually able to to celebrate in every land at Animal Kingdom. I was kind of interested to see how they're going to do it with all the, you know, kind of combining the animals and nature piece. So, it's really interesting cuz they're telling Their stories through winter animals. That's what they're focusing on. Uh, Luminaries of animals. uh, There's puppeteers that'll stroll through. And then the Tree of Life lights up at night with twinkling vignettes and baby animals experiencing snow for the
1: first time. Yeah, they're really using those projections on the Tree of Life for this show. And it looks really pretty.
0: But honestly, my favorite on this list of things not to miss, and I know you'll appreciate this as a 90s kid, is that... In Dino Land, USA, Donald Duck has taken it over and turned it into his Dino Bash, which he's done for the past couple of months. But this time, you can meet Launchpad McQuack and Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I love. Well, you know, now they're back because of the Ducktales, the new reboot of the Ducktales. Yeah, Tales.
0: so it's very exciting. You can uh, meet. You can also meet and greet Daisy. Chip and Dale apparently take a break over from Epcot and come over to Animal Kingdom. Well, the Chipmunks, they run like really
1: fast, they so do. they can do both.
0: <laughs> they like cover the giant dinosaur in Christmas lights, which I just think is awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. Also, Pandora, they have a vintage Nutcracker and a menorah, as well as a toy soldier robot and a sleigh pulled by the Banshees. So, uh, each land is definitely getting into it. And I love, I, this is my favorite thing, I love that Especially in Asia, they're paying tribute to Diwali. Oh, nice. So yeah. oh, good. Yeah. So we're definitely getting a much more diverse and inclusive Disney holiday celebration,
1: as we should. As we should. In every park. Over at Hollywood Studios, they, they've created two new characters, it seems Wayne and Lanny the Elves. Why? <laughs> <laughs> when they have the entire plethora. Of Disney characters, are we creating? We're creating new, new elves. Are these Wayne and Lanny. I so they're cute.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like Disney had a had a lot of choices here. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot yep.
1: of. You know, it could have been. It could have been li- literally any of their characters. Goofy, that just makes sense. So, so basically, Santa's missing, and the elves try to get him back in time for Christmas Eve, uh, in their their nighttime show, which is called <laughs> Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. Okay, so I just discovered what this is. So, in 2009,
0: there was a short called Prep and Landing, and it stars Wayne and Lanny.
1: Oh. Somehow I missed that short. I Somehow think I, I missed, missed it too.
0: It aired on ABC. I What? Yeah, I don't remember this. Apparently, it was nominated. It won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. Okay,
1: listen, we're the theme parkettes. We're not the <laughs> shorts, <laughs> the, the short experts. Um, I feel like I've seen most of the Disney and Pixar shorts, and I just can't remember that one. So I'm going to have to go and watch it. Listeners, did you remember this? Or... Uh, yeah, does anybody else remember? Th- I'm looking at the photos, and it It rings zero bells to me. But yeah, this show, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, it's at uh, the Chinese Theater at the Hollywood Studios with lasers and projections, of course, because of all the projection things they're doing, music and fireworks and the elves search for Santa. I guess there's a separately ticketed Uh, jingle bell jingle bam (laughs) i just love saying that (laughs) dessert party type of thing like they do for the phantasmic and things like that like you can get a special dessert package and you get a little holiday goodies to eat while you're watching the show and you can even meet some disney characters you know a lot of our listeners are probably so reeling from the
0: gut-wrenching discovery that osborne family family the osborne family (laughs) spectacle of lights (laughs) is gone yeah, <laughs> including Jess.
1: <laughs> uh, so so
0: clearly this is this is Hollywood Studios' way of trying to make up for it. In addition to the one they do over on the Hollywood Tower, which is called Sunset Seasons Greetings. And that's all laser effects and projections and falling snow and that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, so off. And- Mickey and Minnie, Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Toy Story Land. Is getting decked out for the holidays, but it's right. being decorated by Andy. Oh, <laughs> so so not good. <laughs> so TBD on uh, TBD
1: on how Andy is as a decorator. I mean, we're gonna find out. We're gonna out. find Wait, out which age Andy is. It is it Andy? Like you know what I mean? Andy grows up in the Toy Story movies. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So, <laughs> for anyone who Andy hasn't seen
0: it? past Toy Story two, uh, I I don't know. I guess it's It's the age of Andy that built Toy Story Land?
1: Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Right? mm -hmm. We'll see what that looks like. Cute. So yeah, Hollywood Studios. So there's something cute at all of four of the theme parks in Orlando um, that all sounds super cute. My vote is still Epcot. Uh, I should also mention over at Disney Springs, they are doing a ton of decorating over there, of course, because they want you to spend money shopping. So they (laughs) They also are doing... (laughs) what? Wait, really? And this year they're even doing um, a gift guide. If you go to DisneySprings.com, Slash Gift Dash Guide. There's like literally all of the limited time holiday merchandise that you can get if you have Disney fans in your family, which and, you probably and do. And for
0: your favorite podcast hosts, we both really appreciate uh, spirit jerseys. We're both fans of snacks, mm-hmm. especially gluten-free Anything snacks.
1: Gold, gluten-free snacks
0: for Jessica. Coffee mugs. We love coffee mugs. I mean, we can
1: never have enough Disney coffee mugs. Alex
0: and Ani bracelets. Anything Cinderella. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just just in case you're feeling generous. Yes. In case you're feeling generous. Thank you. <laughs> this holiday season, literally probably anything from the Disney Springs gift guide we would like. Um, anyway, but don't you know to get us anything, just you know, peace on earth. And reviews on our podcast. and Reviews. Oh my gosh, that would be the best Christmas present ever. It would. a Nice review on our podcast, please. So there's like trees there, there's a Christmas tree trail. Yeah, and it's got like twenty Christmas trees. Yeah, they're all like Disney characters and stuff like that. So all super decorated. cute. And then of course they added a uh, stitch holiday gift hunt. And you do that and you earn a little surprise. I think you have to be a kid to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> I actually, you know, though, the Epcot scavenger hunts are not age restrictive
0: because my friend Lauren, shout out to Lauren, Lauren did it like last week when they were down there for the oh, really? wine and Dine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I remember during wine and Dine, I did like the Phineas and Ferb something or other.
0: Oh, this one's new. This one's the for food and wine. It's rat- you have to find Ratatouille, but Ooh, she fun. definitely did it.
1: <laughs> so but she's definitely an adult and doesn't have yes, kids. Yes, definitely <laughs> okay, an adult. Cool, know, so uh, I don't
0: know <laughs> if Disney is that ageist about this. Yeah, I think. No, they're
1: not. They're I'm, not. I'm kidding. Uh, and like they let you do the Easter egg hunt out here in Disneyland. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not that you know from experience.
1: Not that I know from experience. I just like finding Easter eggs. What? I'm just better at it than everybody else. So I All of the get children you're fight. competing against. <laughs> so I'm elbowing out. I'm just kidding. I'm not that person. <laughs> so over on the West Coast, let's take a little flight go to come visit me on the west coast in california and meet me over at the disneyland resort remember you can sit with us if you find me there because i'll probably be there a few times this holiday season jessica will
0: be in the lobby at the grand californian I, drinking hot cocoa looking at the gingerbread special
1: house. kind of hot cocoa too that has alcohol in it. only that is unreal <laughs> it's my literal like must do holiday thing it is a hot chocolate with rum chata and it has whipped cream and marshmallows. So and it's, they serve it in a little tiny pop-up bar that comes up right next to where the huge Christmas tree is, the guy playing Christmas songs on the piano, the fire burning and the full uh, gingerbread house that they make. That's absolutely amazing. This massive gingerbread house. It is just the best.
0: Also should mention too, that all of the well, Disney World resorts have some sort of decor to them, uh, but the deluxe resorts have giant trees and there is a giant gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian as well. So just as an FYI, if you're in Florida, you can
1: see their version of it, which is pretty spectacular. Yeah. In California, the best is is the Grand Californian for sure. It is so like lodgy holiday ugh. It's so wonderful. And, and that rum chata hot chocolate, they have regular hot chocolate too, if you're not a rum chata person, but you should be because it's delicious. Oh. It is delicious. Um, this year at DCA, Disney's California Adventure, they are doing Festival of the Holidays, which I think is brilliant that they're doing this. Um, of course, they have the booths. It's very similar to their their wine and dine, their food and wine at DCA with the different booths, with different food offerings and of course, performances and things like that, especially because right now a lot of the park is under construction. So there's like no Bugs Land. It's a little difficult to get around. So for them to use that main area to do festival of the holidays, I think is really brilliant. I will definitely be attending. This year, it's going from November 8th to January 6th. So plenty of time. You can get things like just crazy, savory and sweet and drinks uh, of course there's a ton of alcohol at Disease california adventure and they make all these i can't wait to try there's like a festive cranberry margarita this year i definitely want to try that and of course they're doing the sip and savor pass just like they did with the food and wine festival so you can get a pass and save a little bit of money if you're going to have a lot of the the food offerings or if you plan on coming back multiple times sounds so nice Because you have to go back multiple times to try all the snacks we talked about. If you live in California, if you have an annual pass, yeah, there's a lot of kid-friendly food this year, and there's entertainments and kids' crafts that they always have. It's just going to be really exciting. Different cultural type of foods that are served for Christmas and Kwanzaa and Diwali and Hanukkah. Don't they also decorate Cars Land? They do decorate Cars Land. It is super cute and like actually really funny. Like Cars Land in general is like cutesy and like you know has just like little. Funny visual things everywhere, you know, like car versions of signs and just movie posters that have cars in them, you know, and things like that. But it's really cute. They, the cars have decorated radiator springs. And there's like, yeah garlands of air filters and holiday wreaths of tires i mean it's really really cute there's a snow car instead of a snowman <laughs> and mater has a big tree that's there that's made from just junk and flows v8 cafe has like the stacked oil can it's super cute it's, it's really, really something cute. that you just need to see to enjoy and kids would appreciate it and it's still the car's Land is so beautiful and fun to to walk down i just love that that section of the park. And this doesn't take away from it, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? It's not like it's decorations covering up the cuteness that's there. It stays on theme, it stays on brand and just really just adds to it at the holidays. I love it. And then over at Disneyland, they don't really have any sort of special ticketed event on the West Coast this year for Disneyland. Um, But they do do a few really great things besides all of the merch, limited time merch, and the the festival of the holidays over at DCA, and all of the crazy amounts of food that they have. But they do a couple really cute things over at the Disneyland Resort, like Sleeping Beauty's Castle. It's so pretty. They basically make it look like... Snow has hit the top of Sleeping Beauty's castle. The turrets of the castle have snow on them, and there's over 200,000 lights on the castle with icicles, and just really, it's colorful, and it's beautiful, and it just lovely and just subtle projections during the Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks show. And then, of course, snow falls on Main Street. Snow so. nope. It's Snope. <laughs> snope falls. Snope. Um, it just, that's, it, I don't know, just reminds me of Star Wars. Like, snope? I, I oh. Know, yeah. oh. Uh, oh. Or Snopes, which is that. That place where you figure out what articles (laughs) are fake and which ones are real that your aunt sent you that you're like, is this real? Our (laughs) listeners can't see us use
0: air quotes when we say snow. (laughs) Snow.
1: (laughs) And then, of course, It's a Small World Holiday. Which is the best. Is the best 60,000 lights on the facade and then... 250,000 lights on the landscaping. There's holiday music laying inside and all of the kids are costumed for the holidays from each different country. Tons of garland and props. Uh, I mean, they they really have to shut down small world and, and take time to do this. It's like a month. It's absolutely gorgeous, right? Yeah. yeah. It it's takes for a, a, a well. long time.
0: And what I love about it is that if you're there at night and you're standing outside, if you wait like 15 minutes or so, the whole facade comes to life. So if you ever see it like normally when it's just white and gold, every, I think every 15 minutes or whatever it is, it comes to life and they have like the clock and the, the characters come out and everything. Um, but this time around for Christmas, they have projected images and the characters come out and it's like there's Christmas music and
1: it's just, it's really cool. So mm-hmm. that is something to hang around for. Also, a great place to see the fireworks mm-hmm. is over by It's a Small World. A lot of people think you have to get in front of the castle. You really don't. That's a really great place to see the fireworks. Um, yeah, you won't see Sleeping Beauty's castle, but it's still a really cute spot. Also, in front of Rivers of America uh, is another great spot that a lot of people don't always mention, but since you're going to have to see It's a Small World Holiday anyway and all the lights that are on it, that's also, you could also hang out there and see the fireworks show. And of course, as we mentioned mentioned in uh, previous episodes, Haunted Mansion Holiday. You know, Ashley, that they've been doing this now since 2001? That I didn't know. Yeah. So they start it before Halloween, obviously. They take the Haunted Mansion and make it Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington basically takes over the Haunted Mansion and it's open because it makes sense for Halloween and it makes sense for Christmas. So it's open for a few months there. It's so lovely. It's (laughs) It's really fun and different take on, on Haunted Mansion. I know that there are so many Haunted Mansion purists, but if you love the Haunted Mansion, I think it just will add to your love of it to see Jack Skellington and all the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. My favorite thing about it was
0: seeing the gingerbread house in the ballroom mm-hmm. scene because it changes so every year. Great. And the last year that I saw it, it was a giant advent calendar. And literally, it changed, like as an advent calendar does, as you went to see it in different times of December, different days were open and there was like different creatures and stuff inside. It was really cool. So that is worth it alone because it changes every single year.
1: So Ashley, in your expert travel consultant who specializes in Disney trips, opinion. (laughs) My opinion. Do you have any tips for handling going to Disney during the holidays? (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) are
0: Are you sitting down? I am. So I want to preface this by saying that I have been to the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. You have? I have. And... I would not An recommend it to anybody. Christmas Day? <laughs> yes, yes. What was that like? Uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> Why? It is it is wall to wall people. So, I I should probably explain something to a lot of folks. So, if you are planning to travel to Walt Disney World over the Christmas and New Year's holidays, you should probably know ahead of time that Disney uses different closure phases to basically gradually restrict the type of guests allowed into the theme park. This typically only applies to Magic Kingdom, and it usually applies on Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, and New Year's Eve, but it could also happen at any other point during the week. Basically, there are four phases Phase one means that casual visitors are turned away at the toll plazas. This means anybody that doesn't already have tickets or those with one-day single park tickets. People wearing jeans. Sorry, that was a joke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be casual. Get dressed up. Sorry, that's confusing.
0: (laughs) Um, Or those intending to use a cast member pass. So basically anybody who has decided the morning of to roll into Magic Kingdom that like didn't commit to reserving anything ahead of time.
1: Oh, so people without ADRs, without dining reservations, that type of
0: thing. Basically, yes. Well, I shouldn't say ADRs. So you can you can enter if you have an in-park reservation or appointment. But if you if you have not purchased a ticket in advance, you won't be able to. So even if it, so, oh, you so can't even buy tickets. Yeah. Okay, so got you it. so if you have an ADR, you're golden because then you can buy a ticket. But basically, if you have zero plan of getting there, if you're literally rolling up to buy your ticket and do everything, you're not going to get in. That's a phase one closure. Phase two closure: the only guests allowed through the turnstiles and into the parking lots are those staying at a Disney resort, annual pass holders. Anyone Yay. who has already been to the park that day and is re entering, somebody hopping from another park, so you have to have a park hopper, those with par- in park reservations, or those coming on Disney transportation. This is another pro to staying at a Disney resort, especially at the holidays. If you're going to go in the holidays and you want to be in the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, you better stay at a Disney resort. Mm. Phase three is the only guests allowed in are guests staying at a Disney resort annual pass holders, and those with reservations. And phase four is no one gets in. <laughs> <laughs> no Disney for you. So uh, so I just wanted to preface this conversation when I give tips by saying that you should, as we always tell folks that are visiting the Walt Disney World Resort, you should be planning in advance anyway. But especially if you were going Christmas week or New Year's week, assume that the Magic Kingdoms going to reach capacity and plan accordingly. That means stay on site at a Disney resort, uh, and get up early and make sure you have dining reservations, (laughs) make an ADR. I don't, even if you go to eat at Tony's Town Square restaurant, which is not necessarily a restaurant that I would encourage anybody to eat at, but if it makes sure gets you in the park and it makes sure that you guarantees you a meal, Mm -hmm. uh, easily, then do it. So the most challenging you would say is getting into Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. 100% Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, the day after Christmas and New Year's Eve. Also Epcot on New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Amazing, but crazy. What about at Disneyland? Disneyland gets busy on all of those holidays. Number one, mentally prepare yourself for big crowds and long lines. There's nothing you can do to change it. It's like screaming at the rain. So just accept it. Just
1: get a poncho yes. <laughs> and deal with this. Yes,
0: Stay positive. Right. You know, if you go into it knowing that you're going to be standing in line for a long time, that there's going to be lots of people who also were in the Christmas spirit with you, then you'll have a much better time than assuming that the park's are going to be quiet because they're not going to be quiet. Decide ahead of time what your must-do experiences are. Obviously, if you're staying at a Disney resort, you're, you've already taken advantage of your FastPass reservations, but make sure that you know exactly what you're doing aware and that way you feel confident that even if those are the only five rides you get to do that day which is very likely uh you won't be disappointed arriving early you can always leave and go back to your hotel and take a nap unless you get to a phase four closure you should be able to re-enter the park no problem yeah Yeah. and the park is going to be the busiest from like 11 a.m to 6 p.m which is generally when the park is busiest anyway that might be a good time skedaddle after lunch go back to the hotel take a nap come back for the evening as we talked about with planning make your dining reservations as soon as possible pick anything (laughs) <laughs> that you can and plan to eat any quick service meals at off hours. So like lunch at 10:30 or after two, or dinner between three and four thirty or after eight. If you can adjust your eating times, you will be standing in less lines. Also, this is something we just talked about with Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and the holiday dessert party. Work the packages. So for like Hollywood Studios, they had that fantastic dinner package use that. For Epcot, use the Candlelight Processional Dining Package. Like if they offer something that allows you reserved seating, food, mm-hmm. even if it's more expensive.
1: You're guaranteeing yourself yeah. a meal and a show. Yes. So at least there's
0: that. Yeah. 100%. Same thing with Disneyland and, and California Adventure. Book a World of Color Dining Package or book the Fantasmic Dining Package. Like, you know, guarantee yourself a place to sit, a reserved seating area for the show, a meal, etc. cetera. The last thing you want to do is worry about when you're hungry, where you're going to eat when everything has a two
1: hour wait. Yeah. And you don't want to be those people who have to send one family member to reserve a spot to see Fantasmic or whatever show you're trying to see. And they're there for like three hours before. I mean, nobody wants to be that family member. So save, save Auntie Jo from having to do that.
0: Yes. And set, I would just say like set the expectations. Like if you're going for that whole week of Christmas or Christmas to New Year's, make sure that you schedule some downtime where you're away from the crowds. Like hang out at your resort, take a day off to explore the resorts with all their Decor, play mini golf at Winter Summerland, or walk around Disney Springs. Rent a boat at one of the marinas. Like, there's right. other things to do to get yourself
1: out of the crowds, right? And they're all themed and yeah. holiday esque, so you won't be feeling like you're missing out on anything. No, absolutely not. There isn't just one tree. Yes. There are so many trees. There's Many trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yes, find your nearest Christmas tree and take your photo up there. And nobody will know the difference, right? Nobody will know. And just be grateful that you can be there at that time of year when it's so beautiful.
1: That's right. And. and Enjoy it. And just be grateful for life in general. Tis the spirit. That's what the holidays are about. Tis the spirit. Tis, Tis the, spirit. the
0: season. And same thing would apply to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Keep in mind that those parks tend to see more locals, Jessica, on those days than they do people traveling
1: there. Don't throw shade at the annual pass holders. Listen, we keep that park open.
0: I'm not judging. (laughs) But I will say that if you are staying at a resort close by, you are in good hands because you don't have to sit in the traffic to get into the parking lots. Yeah, there's that. There's that.
1: So listen, if you want to visit the most magical place on earth at a magical time of the year, I feel like we've covered what you need to know. And you can make the decision for yourself if it's worth braving the crowds for it. For sure. Absolutely. So if you have any more questions for us, you can always reach out to us. We are the Theme Parkettes, Jessica and Ashley. You can find us on Instagram at Main Street Inspirations, or our website is MainstreetInspirations.com. You can also reach out to us individually on Instagram. Mine is at Actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at Happy Go Ashley. If you see us walking around the park and wondering why Chip and Dale are the mascots in 2019, <laughs> come up to us and say hi and sing in sync with us. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks everybody and happy holidays. I almost said you can in sync with us. (laughs) (laughs) They can. Oh, man. One of the greatest Christmas albums of all time. Thank you. Still holds up. I'm glad we can agree on these things, Ashley.